fade out one of the longer intros back from um gee i think it's three years ago or maybe it's four i don't know you know it's it's a little confusing but uh as i speak to you today it is june 29th 2021 allegedly according to that thing we call a calendar and this is probably the 1999th <laughs> ocelli effect uh according to the count now I'm doing three shows tonight, basically. So, uh, by the time we get to the 8 o'clock hour in the Eastern Time Zone, that is the 2000th show. According to the count, which was being revised all the way up to yesterday. <laughs> so, a <laughs> little hard to keep track of. I had uh, more than one person making a list, and a little bit of controversy, as they say over there on the other side of the pond, as to which show it was. But anyway, it is the 29th day of June, so... First things first, I want to say happy birthday to my youngest child, Francis, Frankie. Everybody knows Frankie. Anyways, uh, it is his birthday today and happens to be the very same day that I'm doing this very special broadcast that is going to feature uh, some guests that, if you've been a follower of the show for a while, you know them. And some people that I've never had on the show that are coming along just to... uh, kind of say hi and god knows what else because i don't work with a script so this has been put together at the uh, behest of some listeners who wanted to do a couple of things one thing was to uh well celebrate the 2000th show but another thing was to uh see if everybody would chip in and we'll talk about the fundraiser aspect of this later um but i'm going to focus on the show and enough out of my mouth because When I decided to lead off, there was a couple of things, first of all. Um, Well, I'll get to the lead off in a second. A couple of things. One, as a listener, if you make a donation via PayPal or if you're somebody who's donated another way and you want to make a pledge and send it to me via email, you already have my email address most likely. If not, it is info at ocelli.com. Um, or you can use my personal one, which is blindjfkresearcher at gmail.com. And you can send along that you're going to uh, do that the way you might do it via a pledge type that, uh, you know, to help out and all that. I, I don't even want to fo- I'm I'm terrible at pitches. I don't do this well. I don't do this well. I don't ask well. I, I forget to mention my PayPal button, which also exists. Um, but fact is... If you do that during the course of the show, I'll keep an eye out, and you'll get a shout-out or a short message. Anything you want there, I I will acknowledge that you've done that live on the show. Also, uh, we'll we'll, we'll do the same thing tomorrow, because I do plan to be on air tomorrow, even after doing six hours today. But anyway, when I was setting up this show and trying to figure out who to bring on, I took the suggestions of a group of listeners in a private chat 
Um, and I, they came up with a pretty dynamic list of individuals that they wanted to get on the show. And we got nearly all of them. <laughs> um, and, and some of them I said, you know what, I'm not going to try and book. You guys go ahead and, and ask them if they want to be on. And they did. So this is a group effort uh, spearheaded by a guy who calls himself Nature Boy. Yes, indeed, I know his real name. And he's not Ric Flair. But thing is, he spearheaded the effort. He is the co-producer tonight, which is unusual because I produce myself. And uh, they, they came up with a list. And the thing that I said about that list is, oh, I know who has to come first. And it was a little little surprise because people said, well, maybe it was going to be this person, that person. Oh, you know, whatever. I said, nope, nope. We got to lead the show with mom. And when I say mom, <laughs> everybody knows my biological parents are gone. They departed the earth quite a while ago. But uh, when I say mom, who am I talking about? Maria Heller. Maria.net the mouth that roars the 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 lady that really uh is probably more men than most men and more women than most men want to imagine um bottom line i i I love her to death i love her spirit do i agree with her 100 percent of the time no you know me i don't agree with anybody 100 percent of the time but i absolutely love her we co-host a thing which originates with maria.net called hell and high water it's done twice a month I think I'm the only co-host she has over there twice a month. Uh, and, and apparently that was based on her listeners asking that I be added to a second time per month. Um, all that going on. But I, I, I said, I got to lead off strong. You got to have the strong lead off. And strongest thing I can think of to lead off this show was mom, Maria Heller. So here she is. And I'm so, so happy you're with us, mom. How you doing early on a Woden's uh, yeah Woden's day Wednesday here? Hi <laughs> <laughs> Chuck, congratulations! You know, two thousand shows is a whole lot of shows. Uh, you know, uh, your audience may not know, but today is also my son's birthday, so that's another thing we have in common. Uh, and uh, next month, I start my twenty-second year online doing the Maria Hella show. Right. Uh, so, you know, timing is everything. You know, I don't even know how many thousands of shows I have. All I know is I have a file cabinet filled with DVDs as <laughs> backups. Uh, but I do want to congratulate you because, you know, there's a lot of people that think they can do what you do until they try to do it. And I have seen this through the years. You know, they come out like gangbusters, and six months later, they're gone, and all they were producing was one show a week, and they were whipped. Right. Uh, so congratulations on having that Italian forza that keeps <laughs> you going, uh, no matter what else is going on in your life, because you understand how important it is to have the truth out there. Well, you know, I, I do my best, and, and the consistency that I've been able to, to produce has been pretty interesting. I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, but, you know, when, when I first took a break, the first time I actually took a break is when my son was born, and I said, no, I'm going to take a week off. Um, now, that one everybody knew about. Everybody knew that was coming. I was talking about it on the show, you know, baby's coming, this and that. And uh, that was all fine and dandy. The next time that I took even a day off, though, uh, you know, people thought that, that, that perhaps I was injured, uh, that something bad had happened to me. Because the second that I stopped doing this, it was like, where did he go? What happened? Um, 
<laughs> My listeners always say the day Maria stops doing her show, we know all hope is lost. Oh yeah, because either that no part, pressure, no pressure. E- either that part of the world has disappeared, or or Maria has ceased to be among us. That that that's how we know. Um, right, and you know, like you, I mean, there have been times, Chuck, that I'm sitting here with an ice pack on my head, suffering severe migraines, and still do the show. Oh yeah. And I think the reason we do what we do is because we understand how important it is. You know, this uh, today. Obama came out and said that the uh, problem in America is all the disinformation out there and how fast it speeds around. Well, you know, I pride myself on saying that I've never put disinformation out there, and I know you haven't either. But people are always looking in the wrong places. Mm. Well, and indeed, look, I, I, I am not infallible, and I'm not as, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not quite as accurate as you are on, on a lot of occasions, <laughs> but anything that I make is an honest mistake, uh, but usually I, I'm very careful about that, and when I say it's a fact, it's one thing, when I say it's my opinion or my speculation, it's another, um, and, and I don't have the skills of prognostication that some people have, maybe, uh, for instance, I did not foresee President Trump. I really thought that was a joke, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And what a joke that turned out to be. Well, you know what? I think it was just a couple of months ago that I actually took off one week from the show for the first time in five years. Mm. Uh, I just couldn't. I couldn't not do the show while we had such a treacherous maniac in office. And all the horrors that he created. So now I'm enjoying covering his downfall. And as my listeners told me after my show, my show Monday, man, you were full of piss and vinegar on Monday. Uh, so, you know, sometimes good comes out of bad. Right. Uh, but, you know, I don't take off time either. Uh, and, and we do this not because we're getting rich off of it, but because we must. And I don't know if people really get that. We do this because we must. Well, see, that's the thing. I'm propelled not necessarily even by my own wish to do this. Um, And there's there's a lot of things to be gotten to. And can we get to it all? No. But we can get to some of the particularly dark, ugly, and greasy things that are out there. Um, and, And unfortunately... Sometimes that leads us to weird places, and we're we're not in a privileged spot either, because I, I tell you this, I I, won't, I want you to know, because I always love doing this to you. <laughs> it, when when you're on my show, I always go, Maria, did you know this? Uh, I I I was looking back at some early episodes, um, and from the first time that you and I had a discussion, uh, I, I started doing this to you. But anyway, I, I want you to know, Maria, that apparently you're on the air now with a cyber bully. Who is uh, who is also uh, inciting and encouraging violence, according to Google? Um, now, <laughs> anybody who has listened to my show uh, at any point in time cannot claim that I have ever incited or encouraged violence. This is not something I do. I very carefully, even when I want to, I very carefully do not do that. But right. a- but according to YouTube. They're they're starting to take down some of my videos for various community guideline things, and I'm not monetized on there. I'm just pushing them through there because somehow there are people that I don't know don't leave the Google sphere, the GooTube at all, to uh, get information. So I'm there for that reason. 
Um, and apparently, you know, really attacking and mocking Donald Trump can get you a hit for encouraging violence, even though I never at any time encouraged violence against him. Not saying I didn't want to. I'm okay. saying I never did it. I have been extremely careful to not do something like that. And, oh, by the by, I'm also a cyber bully. And this has now been handfuls of videos, stuff they've taken down from a while ago. So I'm being told that um, it it is because there is a, well, a compilation of of complaints, people reporting my videos. So I'm obviously being targeted now by individuals, multiple individuals who are deciding to report my videos. Um, And this is a small issue, but I just want you to know. (laughs) Well, they're cowards. Well, okay, those are just cowards. Well, yeah, they but the same thing, you know, they did the same thing with Dave McGowan. Can you can you guess who it is that I'm being accused of cyberbullying, Mom? <laughs> who could you possibly be cyberbullying? Okay. The biggest bully in the country. What? Well, no, the he, orange Gina. No, no, not him. No, no. See, that's that's me encouraging violence. Apparently. Uh, uh, no, oh, no, no, okay. no, 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 no. Who he is supposedly cyberbullying? You're gonna love this, Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, okay, because that's the episodes pulled based on... At one episode I produced, one episode I did, or have been now pulled under the cyberbullying uh, uh, guideline on YouTube, and both of them featured stories about Jeffrey Epstein, and I'm, I'm the, the maniac who doesn't just talk about how Epstein was connected to Clinton and a whole bunch of people in the media and all that, but I also mention... He was connected to Trump. Now, I'm not saying all roads lead to Trump, but... Um... <laughs> well, he introduced Trump to his uh, show wife. So according to Jeffrey Epstein, he introduced Trump to Melania at one of his uh, sex parties. No. That was before she got her new kidneys. No, hey, look, fair enough. And, and somebody in my chat room is right now, by the way, live chat room at Ocelli.com, especially if you're listening on a telephone. You might want to go over there and click the Listen Live button and uh, get in on it. Anyways. Um, but that's kind of crazy because I, I don't know which channel it is, but they're running a documentary. That, I just saw an ad for it this morning. Yeah. They're running a documentary on just how disgusting Jeffrey Epstein was. So are they going to also ban a major uh, TV station? Well, I don't know. See, that's NBC has that, I think. Um, so N- NBC, I think, on their Peacock network is is running a thing. Netflix has uh, something called uh, Filthy Rich, I think. Uh, right. There's plenty of stuff out there being produced by major companies. I don't think they're all getting flagged for cyberbullying. Um, now, in my chat room, again, it's being asked, how do you cy- how the F do you cyberbully? I'm being nice here. I, I really <laughs> felt like... Uh, breaking my own f-bomb rule here tonight on this one uh but <laughs> how how the f do you cyber bully a dead man um you don't you don't i mean that's listen when youtube came after me twitter came after me facebook's totally disabled all my pages they're gone uh permanent ban on twitter uh youtube you know demonetized my my station years ago Yep. Uh, also then told me, you know, which shows uh, were controversial that I had to get rid of. And now I think to myself, why should I send anything to YouTube and give them free content? Well, that's the weird thing is I've had my channel taken twice, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. I, I had an, I, I made appeals and got back once. Another time it was an outside appeals process. 
Okay, I talked about this last night a little bit, so I'm not going to belabor it too much. But, you know, again, after I spoke about the, the cyberbullying thing last night, um, <clears throat> like 2 o'clock this morning, when I wasn't able to sleep, I, I open up my email, and there it is. I'm getting taken down for <sighs> encouraging acts of violence. I, 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 and I don't do that. All right. Meanwhile, they took off some right-wing uh, station that was encouraging act of violence, and then they said, oops, because there was too much uh, flack they got. They said, oops, we took that down by mistake, and they put that back up. Yeah. Uh, so listen, people have to understand, the people behind all these major uh, online, whether it's YouTube, Google, whatever, you know what? They were probably all in bed with uh, Jeffrey Epstein's crowd anyway. Okay, they are the controllers, so they are going to control what you think, what you can read, what you can listen to. Uh, just look at that moron. Uh, Jesus, I, I mixed the two morons up a lot. Uh, I think it was DeSatan in Florida who now wants to ask kids entering college their political views. Oh, yeah. So, you know, all I keep thinking about is, you know, the, the movie V for Vendetta. You look at Trump and company picking on late night hosts like, you know, Jimmy Kimmel or uh, whatever, uh, because he doesn't like people making fun of him. Well, then maybe if he stayed in hiding, people wouldn't. But he likes to dish it out like a, he's the bully. He's the cyber bully. He likes to dish it out. But like all cowards, he can't take it. No, there, there it is. So I don't know if there is a group that he's running or if there's just volunteers out there, but I, I've heard stories. I'm sure, it's a lot, I'm sure it's a lot of his flying monkey fans, which are still threatening a civil war, still threatening more violence. Well, you know what? If they're threatening this and they actually believe this is credible, why aren't they getting arrested? Why is Trump not being arrested for the same thing that Ju Ruli Giuliani just lost his license over for promoting the big lie? Trump's still out there promoting the big lie, even though his audience was walking out on him in Ohio. Uh, I don't even know why he's allowed to be to be out in public. No, I, be in the same cell they gave Jeffrey Epstein. Well, see that—that's the funny thing—is for doing much less one night. Um, as a musician, I, I, I don't know if I've ever told this story on air before, but as a musician, I'm not going to get into the full story. I'm just going to give you the uh, the finer points here. Um, a, a Something I said while on stage started a fight in a bar which spilled into the street. Okay. Um, and, and look, these kind of things happen. Alcohol, you know, young guys and all that kind of stuff. Summertime heat, broken air conditioner or crappy air conditioner in a club. Um, again, worthy of mention again, alcohol. Um, you know, and all this going on, uh, I was charged with inciting the riot. Oh, God. Now, well, I, Trump I, did incite a riot. The riot actually happened. And what's he been charged with? Well, right, but I was a teenager who basically shouldn't have been playing in the club in the first place. But that was a whole other issue. Well, um, you know, alcohol and testosterone is not a good mix. No, so it spilled into the street. And, I mean, you can imagine I might have said something outrageous that caused somebody to want to fight me, and then somebody jumped in the way, and next thing I knew, half a bar is fighting, right? <laughs> okay, so... I don't mean to laugh. <laughs> well... I, I don't mean to laugh, but believe it or not, in my younger days, I got into a lot of bar fights. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nobody arrested me. <laughs> so no, see, that's the funny part is I wasn't. It was female privilege. Uh, could could have been, you know, because um, you know usually you arrest the guys who are throwing the punches, uh, and and I don't know. It seems to me a lot of women, yeah. Even into the 90s, I, I noted that women usually didn't get arrested in situations like this. A warrant was put out for me afterwards. I wasn't even arrested on the spot. Um, but it, it was like, you know, I, I kind of understood why I got charged. Because <laughs> what I did started some problems. And I look at this thing in the Capitol and I go, how, how is it that this guy doesn't get charged? I mean, you're talking about 20, 30 people got out of hand and right. maybe broke some stuff and hurt each other a bit. And they're well, thinking, I set it off. And okay, fair enough. I'll go to court. It's, but It's the old two sets of laws, <laughs> you know. Yeah. They have laws for the elite pigs, and then they have laws for the rest of us little slaves and serfs. <laughs> but I'll tell you what. If the law doesn't give us justice from not only Trump but the entire administration and what they have done, I don't see why anybody in this country should have any respect for or obey any law. How's that for putting it out there? No, I hey, I feel you on this, and it reminds me of what uh, a, a very interesting kind of blues singer once said to me, uh, uh, talking about crime and punishment. He said, "You know, you know how it works. They got crime all day, all night for rich people, and they can have all they want, and they got punishment all day and all night for the rest of us." All you okay. want. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, look, you could just look at. Uh, the short sentence that they gave to Derek Chauvin. Uh, and even with that, they still won't pass a police reform bill because the police unions are against it because, you know, they like killing as many of us as possible. Uh, so Derek, you know, Derek, uh, Derek gets 22 years. He gets five years probably off. At the end of a sentence, he'll serve 15 years. If he lives through it, I hope he doesn't. Uh, and, you know, you got a black guy who stole a backpack. You got another mm. black guy who was caught with an ounce and a half of weed who was serving life sentences. Uh, so there is no justice in this country. There never was. And this system needs to, like I've said for so many decades, it needs a, uh, an enema from top to bottom. Yeah, see, what would you call it? An enema from top to bottom, that implies one type of flushing out. I mean, what 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 is it that you call it when you, uh, you know, go, go through both directions on the uh, on the hose? Because I'm thinking, you know, powered enema by powered hose would be the only way to go. And I do mean like fire hose because right. it ain't exactly. working any other way. Funny thing about that, that Chauvin deal, though, is that I have a different take on it than you. And I'll tell you why. Um, I'm just grateful that there was any sort of uh, penalty <laughs> against the cop because, quite honestly, eh, I am accustomed to whatever they do, they do. So why? Right. Well, they only remember only two percent, two percent ever get convicted. Mm. And if it wasn't for that teenage girl taking that video, none of that would have happened. No, so that's I'd the truth. say instead of you know twenty two years, they should just give him nine and a half minutes of the same. Since everybody's so Christian, why not do eye for eye? Let's give him nine and a half minutes on his neck, and see how he likes it. 
Well, we are running low on the time that I've allotted for you. Otherwise, I would get into why Christian XYZ, because <laughs> you and I have discussed that a lot of times on Hell and High Water. Um, and, and, and frankly, it's a different discussion every time, really, that boils down to how about people use it as a verb instead of just a label. That would be nice. And instead of just beating me with your book, how about reading it? Um, yeah, I mean, it, it would be nice. It would be nice, but uh, eh, not the nice world in which we live. Tell you something, though. Um, if you're a member over at Maria.net, you're already aware of Hell and High Water. If you're a member at Ocelli.com, you're already uh, aware of Hell and High Water because it is one of the special shows that is not distributed in the regular podcast feeds, etc. Um, and uh, w- with good reason. It is a, a a rarefied discussion that is again always unscripted, um, and and Maria does incredible news. I mean, check out her site um, if you haven't already. And and I don't know how you found my show if you haven't checked out Maria.net, but it, it is there. People that aren't subscribed to your show or my show, uh, I do flip, especially Helen Highwater. I do flip that over to Gary Knowles Network over at PRN. Mm-hmm. Uh, so people can Google Gary Gary Knowles Network. So it re-airs for free for whether you can't afford it or you're just too cheap to go for 10 bucks a month. Uh, you can catch my show, the best show of the week, and I don't give him all my shows, uh, at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. And I, that's prn.fm. So that blast out of New York to about, I, I think he said he's got about 3 million listeners. Mm. Well, I don't have that many, but occasionally Hell and High Water also airs on the Ocelli.com radio network, which is a small thing that is out there. And if you're hearing me live, you're listening to it now, even though it's distributed in a lot of places. But it's also its own online uh, freestanding radio network. So there is that. Um, I don't often get to send you to the AMs and FMs, Maria. i got to be honest with you, because... Eh, occasionally your language is a little spicy for the AM and FM. <laughs> hey, I'm Brooklyn, I'm Italian, I'm an old lady, and I'll say it the way I want to say it. Oh, I know. I don't make apologies to anybody. No, so, I would never. I would never change it. I'm just telling you why I don't say words. <laughs> just think of George Carlin. But no. Chuck, before you go, before you blow me <clears> off, yeah, I want to say this. Out of every broadcaster that is still out there, when people talk to me about retirement or when I'm dead or maybe I figure I'll just die on my computer one day in the middle of a show uh, I always tell them that the person I hope will be able to take over for me is Chuck O'Chelly and I I have such mixed feelings when I hear that because I don't want to think about what happens when you're done Please, I'm free, free at last. <laughs> I know, but I'm selfish here, okay? I I understand your freedom. I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to it, too, and no matter how we play this out, it's not that long from now either. You know, it, whether it's 20 years, 30 years, or it's, you know, tomorrow, it, it's, it's kind of irrelevant. It's not too long anyway, but I don't even want to imagine uh, things without you. So I, I, I'm not... not totally comfortable with it but i am uh extremely humbled by the by the idea that uh you would even consider that i'm somebody who should uh, uh pick up for you um and uh i i still would not be able to be you uh but i never have tried to be you or anybody else i've just done it my way to be yourself listen you know world war ii was it they had tokyo rose 
you know, then, uh, you know, at the time that I was a kid, you had Mae Brussel. And uh, I like to think that I'm a little blend of both of those women. Uh, but, you know, sooner or later, somebody else has got to pick up the slack. I mean, that's the way it goes. Uh, so I'll do what I can do for as long as I can do it. And then, uh, then it's going to be up to you and your listeners because they can all try doing what we do as well. Absolutely. And uh, just a quick note is that uh, our friend who calls himself Creative Accidents uh, happened to drop a, a little something into the tip jar, and I appreciate you. Also, uh, I'll just call you Dave because I don't know if everybody wants to be identified completely, and I didn't see the note. So we got uh, two people that did make small donations, and as I said before, I will shout you out on air best I know I can. If, uh, if I didn't do well enough, let me know. Send me a message. Well, and, um, I know you have a hard time asking for money. Uh, you know, I do too. I think it might be an Italian thing. Hmm. But I want to tell your your listeners, if you go to Starbucks and you buy a cup of coffee there, make that cup at home and donate that five bucks. Think about how much money you waste during the day, which most people are never aware of how much money they spend uh, when it's cash. And instead of that trip to Starbucks or, you know, buying yourself some poison food at a fast food place, make it at home and send that money to Chuck, okay, so he can keep doing what he's doing so you don't have to. That should be worth it to you. I, I couldn't have said it better myself. Once again, Maria Heller, uh, I call her mom. Other people call her the mouth that roars, and there are other people that call her things I'm not going to repeat on air. But exactly, I know that I love you. I know that my listeners love you, and well, I'm uh, very proud of you, Chuck. And congratulations. Thank you. And uh, couldn't couldn't have got here with without you and the people who are listening, who have you know. And and, and we're gonna wind up talking about a mutual listener of ours a little later in the show. I got a pre-recorded thing actually with a listener. Uh, I think you know her. <laughs> you got it but meanwhile a lot more to come on the uh, 2000 Ocelli effect Maria Heller again thank you so much and guys stick around it's going to get even more interesting as we go forward I assure you wallstreetwindow.com gold Silver, the stock market. WallStreetWindow.com. Perhaps you're invested deeply. Perhaps you're not in deep enough. Maybe you're thinking about getting started. WallStreetWindow.com. Michael Swanson, the brilliant author of The War State, understood these trends professionally for many years, and now he gives you the benefit of his knowledge. WallStreetWindow.com. Go there now. Go there now. Go there now. This is James Corbett of CorbettReport.com, and you're listening to the Ocelli Effect at Ocelli.com. Revelation through conversation. Get ready. Get ready for the Ocelli Effect. 
so next up on the uh, 2000 show celebration, which I guess technically, according to some counts, we're at 1999. But uh, it, it, in the next few hours, as I go for a full six, we're going to get to 2000. And I think, it, I, my count anyway, uh, when I actually have Mike Swanson and J.P. Satillion, that'll technically be the 2000s show. But maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> maybe I should demand a recount. <laughs> maybe I should get some cyber ninjas to help out. <laughs> Uh, my head hurts. Anyways, I have somebody very special on. Why are they very special? Well, first of all, they are who they are. And I've been told over the years a couple of times that I should have a discussion with Dan Dix. Um, And it's funny because him and I were associated to some of the same people at certain points over the past few years. Um, I think in 2015 or 2016, somewhere in there, uh, the same people were trying to encourage me to talk to him. And I don't know, it just, it, it never got together. I'm not saying that I was, you know, not on top of, you know, yeah, let me talk to this guy. He seems interesting. Some of the stuff that he put out online, uh, which I didn't necessarily read or listen to all the way through, as you guys well know, I consume a lot of media. Um, and I don't like to listen to a lot of other people talk because it starts to influence my performance. And I don't like that. So I do more reading than anything. Um, anyhow, Dan, people kept saying, you got to talk to Dan Dix. You got to talk to Dan. And I didn't even know why. I, I kept saying, but what, what, is the, what is the key reason for that? Is there something that you need us to discuss? <laughs> Has, is, is there something that we, we need to argue about? And I'm not a big arguing guy. But, but it, what is it? What is it, guys? And different other broadcasters and some listeners that came and went... Uh, and, and some that are still with me said, you got to talk to Dan Dix. So um, guess what? That's what I'm doing right now for the first time. <laughs> and it's going to be a short segment. Normally, Dan, I talk to people for an hour um, at least. But um, but I'm going to try and get to know you in uh, probably about 15 minutes here because now I've run my mouth longer than I should have. And, uh, you know, and, and I, I, I may be uh, susceptible to doing that again because... Surprise, surprise, the talk show host talks. Um, but, <laughs> which some people complain about, I talk too much. But enough out of me. Dan, um, like I said, I, I, I know that you're an interesting character. You appear to be a free thinker. Um, and I say appear not because I'm trying to throw any shade on you, but as we learn over the years, <laughs> some people appear one way in their presentations until pressured and then change. So I can only speak to because I've never spoken to you directly outside of just before we went live here, um, kind of saying, hey, you okay, good, ready to go, and something about Zoom. I mean, full disclosure, that's that's it. Talking back and forth with Dan Dix has not happened before, so I'm going to shut up, tell my listeners who you are, and um, and, and, and help me understand why, why is it that, that so many people have said you and I need to talk over the years, I wonder, wonder. Dan? <laughs> Did I lose Dan? Did I put him to sleep? Is he talking to his mute button? Dan? Can you hear me? I hear you. I don't hear Dan. <laughs> um, hmm. All right. I, I know he was there. I spoke to him just before. I know he's not muted. Um, Dan, are, are you hearing me okay? 
try this. Are, are we back? Hey, there he is. Okay, it wasn't my fault, folks. Okay. And <laughs> and that other voice you heard was Nature Boy trying to assist, but we were both clueless as to what was what there. <laughs> Dan, did, did you hear the, the intro that I gave there? Yes, I did. Yes, okay. I did. Sorry about that. I just ended up uh, unplugging my headphones, and that seemed to have, uh, have fixed it. So... I was uh, I was just saying yes, thank you, thank you for the opportunity for having me on, and congratulations for your two thousand or or nineteen ninety nine, whatever it ends up being. That's quite the feat at any rate. So uh, congrats on that. Um, yeah, it's good to finally be talking, especially after people are suggesting that after uh, after a few years. Um, I'm glad to glad to be here now. Um, yeah, I, I run a small independent media outlet, I guess you could call it, called Press for Truth, and um, I started that a, a while ago. It was back in 2006, and uh, I I put out videos. Uh, essentially, I've made documentary films, but I also just kind of cover the news on a day to day basis mm-hmm. um, through uh, videos. And I, I produce maybe maybe five or six videos a week or so, and I've been doing that uh, ever since. Ever since then, so yeah, it's been a it's it's been a wild ride. There's certainly no shortage of things to talk about, as I'm sure you know in the last uh, couple of years so uh, yeah it's been wild i'm i'm posting to uh, youtube but uh, that is not my main gig anymore because of uh, some censorship issues so i'm slowly trying to migrate my audience over to more decentralized censorship resistant platforms um so uh, we can talk about that too but as as uh, as for now um i'm just taking it taking it day by day man no, I hear you. And look, Press for Truth is something that I have read from. If you go back to a lot of my early shows, especially, you'll you'll hear that I was reading stuff directly and referencing stuff from Press for Truth. So, yeah, I, I, I know why it is. But, again, I wanted to see anybody ever mention me to you because uh, – and, and that's another thing I need to ask here. It's, I'm always the two-question guy, right? Um, first of all, you know, did anybody ever mention, uh, you know, my name to you? And try to urge you to talk because I find a lot of times it goes both ways, but sometimes it doesn't. Um, and the other thing is, are you the the singular founder, or was it you and a group of people that founded Press for Truth? Because that is an interesting outlet, always has been, has had some people on there, honestly. Okay, and I'm the guy who doesn't, you know, I'm not holding stuff back here, Dan. There's some people on there I, I like shook my head at, and other people I thought were great. I mean, it's a it, it, it was like the Wild West when you started that thing as far as trying to recruit decent people that were willing to speak out and do something that was not, you know, acceptable everywhere, um, which was always the theme I got there where it's like, we're going to do some journalism here and it, it, you're going to have some opinions that you're not going to like, uh, you know, and we're going to mix them. It wasn't all one direction either. It was very just sort of rebellious in the beginning it looked like to me but anyway if you could tell me a little bit about were you the one guy behind it or was it a group of you or uh what the deal was there because i've always found it interesting at at worst (laughs) it's interesting uh at best it's killer stuff but good yeah, I appreciate that. Um, no, I I, uh, I started it just just me in uh, 2006. It, it was just uh, an idea I had. Actually, it was because well, let's back up a little bit. I woke up in the late 90s, and uh, you know, I started really getting involved in the activist community in around 2002. Uh, after 9/11, I was hitting up the streets, handing out you know flyers and pamphlets and DVDs and all that stuff, and. 
Uh, eventually, I got to the point where there was a lot of infighting and arguing and different opinions of what, what the problems are and different ideas about what the solutions ought to be. So I eventually realized, you know what, I just want to go at this myself, just mm. be my own thing. You know, I came up with the, the name Press for Truth on myself. And uh, the reason why I did that is because I went to cover a Bilderberg conference in uh, 2006, and I was filming it, and that's when it hit me that I knew this is what I want to do with my life moving forward. This is exciting, and as soon as I was done that, I went home and I started the channel, started Press for Truth. Um, now, I, I am currently today a uh, completely one-man show. I, I Every single thing is done by me. There is nobody else involved with Press for Truth as it is today. I do the editing and the, the, the researching and the shooting and the everything, every aspect that you can think of. Now, it wasn't always like that. I've had a lot of people come and go over the years. Um, back in the early day, uh, I linked up with a couple of guys. They they saw what I was doing. They liked it. They wanted to meet up, and I found out they're, they're, in, they're filmmakers. So we started to get together. That was Steve and Brian. And yes, we became a pretty solid little team there. Uh, for a good number of years in the in the early in the early days there, um, but you know, people change and times change, and I ended up moving from Ontario to to British Columbia, and uh, and and fully went at it my own again. Mm -hmm. And over the years, I, I tried to set up uh, East Coast correspondence and things like that. And uh, some people have come and some have gone, um, but uh, you know, consistency is key. And you'll find a lot of times in this movement, a lot of people kind of come and go they they get really um active and excited about about the movement and they may even get kind of popular for a couple of years and then they start to fade away maybe they get discouraged with the growth or something but i've seen it a lot and yeah. um unfortunately yeah some of the people i've attempted to work with have kind of faded away and you know uh kind of faded back in and uh, are, are quiet now but uh, but that's fine um i'm just going to continue to continue trucking away here and uh, perhaps, you know, it's it's uh, working to my advantage maybe now that I can com have 100% complete uh, content control over whatever I want to do. Well, and that's that's the thing. You know, there, there, there's a reason why I'm on my own website now, right? And mm. I'll distribute to other networks, but I'm not under their banner. I don't operate under them, <laughs> okay, yeah. because I'm not going to be told what I can't do. Uh, I, I, and that's usually the key. I'm not going to be told yeah. what I can't do. I'm not going to be told, don't upset, you know, don't upset this guy. Don't upset. Hey, you know what? <laughs> I, 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 I'm a totally unencumbered individual when it comes to, I'm not going to pay loyalties to somebody who hasn't earned them. You uh, know, I've, uh, <laughs> I've had somebody uh, uh, threaten uh, to withdraw their um, uh, pledge <laughs> if I didn't report on a certain topic once. The guy actually... Uh, got in my face at a conference and he said I am a patron of yours I contribute $100 a month and that's a lot you know that's a lot for somebody to give oh yeah and he said I'm giving you $100 a month and I've emailed you a million times you need to talk about and it was a certain particular subject that I had no interest in talking about he said you need to talk about that otherwise I'm going to withdraw my pledge and you will no longer get $100 a month for me so uh, I unfortunately had to tell that individual um, you know respectfully I'm declining to report on that and you're going to have to go ahead and pull your pledge uh, yeah it's crazy look do, do, do what you want but th this is the thing you either support what it is going on or you don't and that yeah. doesn't mean that I'm not going to take a good idea from somebody uh, I, I can't tell you the, the amount of support that I thought I was gathering at one point all abandoned me around uh, 2015, 2016. 
And I went, oh, okay. And it, it was all preceded with, if you don't stop talking about this, <laughs> if you don't right. stop uh, criticizing particular political character, if you don't uh, stop uh, talking about you know this and that and the third thing, and if you don't start covering this, I'm gone. And I went, well, fine. <laughs> you know, and, and I even gave responses to to all of them. You know, like if that is how you feel, by all means. And if that means, and a lot of it was, you're going to fail without your supporters and your support, as if they're speaking for more than themselves in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I just went, well, if that's the way it is, that's the way it is. And look, it, it just I, see that's the thing is I know that you're going to go through some changes, and quite frankly. If you haven't tried to collaborate with people and it hasn't gone away one way or another, then you didn't honestly do it. Because anybody who's working with the same people they were working with in the aughts of this century right now, eh, they're probably feds. <laughs> I mean, I'm just... I, 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 That's the way I see it. They're probably federal agents. They're probably part of uh, Cass Sunstein's uh, 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 plot to infiltrate uh, organizations that put out information that might be conspiracy theory. Because yeah. they're not real. You you go through the different phases, and eventually uh, you, you wind up settling on, at some point, not necessarily saying you'll stay there, but you will wind up settling on, I need to do this all for myself, through my own mm-hmm. venue, through my own platform, which is why I do what I do. Funny thing, though, um, I was also thinking back, weren't you one of the people, and I, I hope this is not some a sore spot with you, but weren't you one of the people that was like me, so realize I'm talking about myself here, too, um, who was supposed to be part of that uh, Health Ranger uh, radio network at one point? <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Talk, mm. uh, what was it? Talk um, Talk Network, yeah. yeah. Talk, talk network, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. That's right. I, uh, I, I did. Uh, I had the Dan Dix show. I think we ended up calling it. And it mm-hmm. was a podcast, and I did. Uh, man, I don't even remember. Maybe a dozen shows or more, and uh, it, it all, it all kind of, kind of fell apart. I recall. Yes, um, it did. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, uh, the, I never ever did uh, receive any of the any of the things that they said I was going to get, and. Uh, but I mean that that's that's fine. Those things those things happen. There's so many platforms now that are that are coming and going, and and uh, I really hope that uh, the honest and true ones uh, emerge as the go-to ones. And mm-hmm. right now I'm focusing on Odyssey. I'm looking at BitChute. I, I like Minds. I like uh, Float. I like PocketNet. I like you know Rumble. There's so many so many now that uh, you know you kind of really got to diversify your video sharing platform portfolio so to speak and oh, yeah. kind of spread yourself out you know because as you know there's some you know we're we're subject to serious censorship so yeah oh, and yeah i mean now and and by the way if you're not familiar with my show which you may not be but i have never encouraged an act of violence i got you know the goo tube over there telling me that i encouraged acts of violence uh i've got you know cyber bullying when i'm talking about jeffrey epstein um, which I don't know how how you cyber bully a dead guy. Um, and, and you talk about publicly accessible information, and I don't know. Maybe I I, I offered my opinion that he was a scumbag. Um, I, I, how do you cyber bully a dead guy? I'm just asking, but not you. <laughs> um, the thing is, I, I I'm aware of all this. The only reason why I brought up the talk network thing is because you and I were on there same time. I don't know if you knew that. No. 
so yeah, I got about the same experience though, except I didn't sign some papers. <laughs> so, mm. so I got my gift basket and I got my promises, but it was always about sign your contract. And, um, being that myself and, uh, Jack Blood were both musicians in the past, we were well aware of what bad contracts looked like. So, um, <laughs> We didn't sign. I don't know if you did. I'm not asking for your personal business. I'm just pointing out that you and I have been in the same pond a couple of times, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but never actually sat down to talk. And I'm really glad that we did. Uh, First of all, you're younger than I thought you were, or at least you sound younger. And uh, I'm I'm feeling like an old man here. I don't know why, even though you started before I did uh, putting out great content. Uh, and you have put out great content over the years with or without collaborators. Um, and I have just happened along Press for Truth and not even thought about you, honestly, uh, even though you're the guy creating it. It's just I look for the information. Um, and I'm really happy to have uh, been able to speak with you tonight. And uh, it, it's I, I hope that we can actually do this some more in the near future. I don't know how you feel about it. You might be like, oh, this obnoxious guy. I don't need to talk to him again. And I wouldn't be offended. <laughs> that would yeah, be no, just I'm fine. Up, I'm always up for a, a good conversation with like-minded uh, people. You know, there's <laughs> we're few and far between these days. You can tell just by looking around. Just step outside and look how many masks are on and people walking around outside it's pretty pretty easy to tell who's watching far too much television and who's not. So I I, I welcome the uh, the conversation. Now and look one one thing's for sure. You talk to me, you're not going to have that conversation with anybody else. I'm a weirdo, so <laughs> there is no way. I like it, it, there there are people on the right that hate me. There are people on the left that hate me. You 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 don't you don't get hate from all sides unless you know you're you're uh, thinking for yourself. So. That's the thing you're going to get from me. Sure, I'm a conspiracy theorist, as they say, but um, not not illogical or irrational. And uh, there there's a lot of things that we could probably get into. So before I let you go, which is going to come up real soon here, I think, um, I wanted to know what is the latest thing on Press for Truth? How can people get at it? Uh, and we don't want to send them to YouTube or any of these other platforms. Let's send them to where you're centralized and uh, tell people how they can do that and what they can see there. Yeah, perfect. Um, the best place to go right now would be uh, pressfortruth.ca. And um, right at the top uh, of the website, there is a banner um, that says, um, uh, I think it says the Dan Dix band. Sorry, I'm just, yeah, Press for Truth band. And if you click there, um, it'll show you all the other uh, decentralized platforms that I'm on, like Minds, like Odyssey, like uh, Bit Shoot and Float, and uh, a number of others, in fact. Um, they're all there. Um, so pressfortruth.ca. Of course, some of the latest things we're talking about these days is the uh, residential uh, schools, the, the mass uh, graves that have been uh, recently found. We also have some uh, serious censorship bills, Bill C-10, Bill C-36. These are really uh, detrimental things to uh, the you know free speech here in Canada. So uh, a lot of that is on my, my homepage right now. But as I said, I take it... Uh, Day by day, I, I don't know what I'll be reporting on tomorrow, but um, if people want to find out, yeah, tune in to pressfortruth.ca um, at any time. Excellent. Well, you know, again, man, I really appreciate you taking the time today. Uh, given the fact that we have never had a conversation before in public at all, and I don't even think we've really interacted. I mean, there might have been messages passed back and forth, or we might have been in some group chat somewhere, or whatever. Probably. Like I said, we've been in ponds, the same ponds. 
um, and and we're not fish trying to eat each other. Uh, so it, it, it's always good to encounter somebody who is doing honest work. And I'll tell you, I do appreciate Press for Truth um, and Canadian News. I, I kind of actually need a guy on that. So maybe you and I could talk about something there because I, I, I always love to have somebody inform me about what's going on there. Uh, yeah. Somebody who's rational and actually reports facts, which is nice. Um, I've seen some Canadians that don't want to focus on facts. Um, and uh, I, I've also, you know, I talked to James Corbett on occasion, who you will hear it uh, before the end of this show. He's living in Japan, but Canadian. Um, but I wouldn't count him as a Canadian news source. So right. I would I would love to uh, somehow uh, see if I could source more from you in the near future. And I encourage listeners to do the same. So, Dan Dix, I, I really appreciate it, man. And I thank you for coming on. Um, and is there anything else you want to drop in the mention here before we uh, go to a break? Uh, just, uh, you know, once again, congrats on the shows. That, that takes a lot. I, I think consistency is really important. Uh, in this uh, in this movement, and um, I w- I would just encourage you to keep it up, man. I, I really uh, I really like the fact that it's been going for 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 so long. So uh, you keep it up. As we said, there's no shortage of things to talk about uh, moving forward. So I'll uh, I'll pay attention moving forward. And um, yeah, we'll talk again. Appreciate that, Dan Dix, everybody. And again, pressfortruth.ca. It's pressfortruth.ca, right? Yep. Pressfortruth.ca. And uh, if you haven't heard of it before, I don't know how you haven't, but uh, search it out. Check out the stories from the past. And uh, although he's available on a lot of other platforms, go to his website because at the end of the day, that's the best place to get the information from the people who are creating the content. Anyway, the Ocelli Effect continues after. Gold. Silver, the stock market. WallStreetWindow.com. Perhaps you're invested deeply. Perhaps you're not in deep enough. Maybe you're thinking about getting started. WallStreetWindow.com. Michael Swanson, the brilliant author of The War State, understood these trends professionally for many years, and now he gives you the benefit of his knowledge. WallStreetWindow.com. Go there now. Go there now. Go there now. Your kid 
Revelation through conversation. So we return to the uh, live show here at Ocelli.com and one hit after another <laughs> because. So far, Maria Heller, Dan Dix, Press for Truth, Maria.net. Uh, and I, I could I get in the show now, right? No. We're going until midnight Eastern time here in what they used to call the United States. But um this is this is uh even even more impressive than uh than because I don't get to talk to Max Egan very often. And why? You know, there there's a time consideration. The man is busy too. I don't like to bother him. But I do love speaking with Max Egan. Um, just everybody, bear witness to this. You're gonna you're gonna feel a little better just hearing from Max Egan. I don't know why that works. I'm not gonna explain it. But Max, I I really wish we had a full hour because I would talk to you about how psilocybin recently saved my life. Uh, I I, I would talk to you about a lot of different things, but not gonna go there. I'm not the star of the show anyway. And I'm so so happy to have you on. So, first thing is, how you doing, sir? I'm doing well, brother. All things considered, and it's it's good to be here for this occasion, for this milestone in your shows, brother. It's been a long time since we chatted, so good to come back and chat to you. But yeah, I'm doing pretty good considering the uh, complete totalitarian nature of reality at the moment, and and what we're heading into. But uh, I'm, I'm maintaining okay and uh, and coming through it okay, and I'm, I'm sort of seeing a light at the end of the tunnel. So, yeah, all, all things considered, I'm good, brother. I hope you're well over there as well. Well, I'm in transition, to be honest with you. Um, you know, we're doing this to celebrate the 2000s show. I'm also doing it as a fundraiser. I've had some recent uh, issues with, well, medical events and other stuff going on. Uh, and people are listening live. Um, I do want to acknowledge just really quick that we had a donation. Uh, anybody who makes a donation while we're live, I'm definitely going to read any message they put in and anything like that, or at least acknowledge them. And you ready for this one? Um, Mom dropped something in. So, Maria, Mom, I appreciate you. I love you. You know that. And I didn't expect you to make a donation. But um, there you have it. Uh, anybody who makes a live do a donation while we're live, I will stop and turn around and read any message they give me and at least acknowledge them, put their name out. So thank you, Maria. Anyway, um, Max, back to it. Um, I, I, I'm so glad that you, you maintain this attitude. Like I said, I'm already, I'm already calmer. I heard Max Egan give, give us a couple of sentences. I'm already calmer than I was. <laughs> How is it that you can uh, maintain that attitude, actually, given I know you're somebody who is, what shall we call it, empathetic, it seems like, anyway, and connected to the world around you. And, and of course, we'll talk about your, your media, too. But, I mean, just you as a person, I know you're, you're a connected, empathetic person. 
you're not one of these people who's out there putting on an act. Uh, I love this guy. I'll never forget the fact that when I barely knew him, um, he took notice of something that even though I was doing a live show and I was having serious troubles in my personal life, uh, it, it, it was Max Egan who messaged me in the middle of the night for me. I don't know what time it was for him because he's been in a couple different places and, and was like, you know what? Are you okay? And I was like stunned that like, why would this guy care if I'm okay? But, and I'm not saying you care about everybody in the world equally or anything like that, but that to me showed something there. You, you had no reason to reach out to me who was really not doing so, so well at the time personally. And I was struggling to do my show. I felt like I was doing bad shows even. Uh, and, and I was sitting there just kind of with my head in my hands, and I get a message from Max Egan just out of nowhere, are you okay? Like, you want to talk or something, you need something. And uh, I don't know if you even remember that, Max. I do. I do remember doing that. I just had a feeling that you needed you needed uh, a shoulder at the time. And um, so I just had a vibe I should message you. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad it, it helped, brother. I'm, I'm really glad it helped. And you, you've got to maintain a sense of calmness through this. I mean, like I, I always say to people, no stake in the outcome. You've got to be able to face infinity without flinching. You don't know what's going to happen at any moment, at any day. You know, reality could go a, a myriad of directions at any second. So you've got to be prepared for that. You can't really have a stake in the outcome because you're only here for breath. You're only here for a, a short experience in this world. And, and what it's really about is, is you know, hopefully leaving it better than the way you found it. That's really the only the only um, goal you should have in life is to leave the world better than how you found it, to leave your family better than how you found them. And, and you know, if you if you've planted a tree, if you've brought a healthy child into the world, if you've if you've made one person's life easier because you existed, then you've had a successful life. You know, so it's it's what we measure ourselves up to, and the, and the goals we set ourselves, and the the things we think we need to achieve. When really all we're really here to do is to experience ourselves to the fullest of our potential, and all of these things that come along are challenges to us, and and ways that we can get through. You know, so in in the face of adversity, you can sometimes bring out the best in yourself, and so that's the attitude that I've tried to maintain through this. And it, it just sort of comes by by matter of course. It's just a natural attitude for you to fall into when you really, you know, see reality for what it is. And so that's how I've, I've managed to do it, and that, that's why I maintain this uh, this calmness, I guess. Well, again, well ahead of me, but um, I, it, it, it's a funny thing, okay? Because I, I'm I'm of that same attitude where the ultimate goal here is to leave better what it is you found. Uh, and that is the entirety of your life. That's what you got to come to. Now, <clears throat> in my earlier years, uh, not necessarily true. I was a little bit of a different guy, you know. Uh, but as I matured and fell into that natural balance with a lot of things, I mean, I got to it. But it doesn't mean that there isn't a challenge now and then. Uh, that, oh, for sure. You know, that knocks you away from it. And. I, this is, I mean, you put out a lot of good information. I could talk about all that. But this very, very interesting aura that you have that translates even even across the artificial, I, I find so fascinating. And uh, it, it is one of those things that even if I disagree with something you're doing or whatever else, I can't even criticize you harshly because I know 
that the direction you're coming from is this. And that that is a weird thing. It's like a lot of people put on acts and they 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 act as though they wish to be beneficial to the human family or to the people they come in contact with or to the earth. And that's not really what they're after. It's just a means to an end for them. And I I just have this sense with you that, you know, I called you empathetic. I don't know if that's fair. There's probably a lot more to it. But clearly you were, given the situation between you and me. Um, and I, here, here we go. Th- this is this is always interesting. And, and don't 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 hesitate, by the way, to point out that you still do exist on the internet, even though people have taken you down in a couple of places. You still got your spot. You're still putting out material. Uh, I see you, or, or I saw you not too long ago on Twitter. Still, I think, or maybe you got kicked off of there. I, I'm not sure. It doesn't matter. Wherever you can find Max Egan, you got to. In case you don't know, and I, if you found uh, my show and you don't know that, I don't know how you did it. But anyway, uh, I think this is very important is to at all times center yourself and, and be ready because they're going to give you the artificial. That's the easy option. They're going to give you the poison. It'll be readily available. They're going to give you the option to turn against others quickly and for many reasons. And that'll be the easy path. And uh, quite frankly, none of it is a winning game for any of, you know, us who are not part of that other class of some people don't even think they're human. But uh, it is well, all gotta, a reality. You've got to wonder, man. You've got to wonder at the stuff they're doing, whether they are human. And you, you'll find my profile on Twitter, but I've been blocked. I can't actually access the profile. Oh. It's still there, but I can't use it. But I've been kicked off most places. If if you want to find uh, any of my stuff now, just go to my website, which is thecrowhouse.com. Mm-hmm. And from there, you'll find links to BitChute and 3Speak and LBRY Odyssey, uh, places like that. MeWe. I've got forums on the website now as well because I got kicked off Facebook, so I open my own forums. So I've been kicked off YouTube. I've been kicked off Facebook, Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, uh, Twitter. Um, I heart and one five three news. I'm blocked from all of those places. So uh, <laughs> I'm not blocked from but, as many places as you, but I guess I'm not as dangerous. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and it's crazy, but you'll still find me on BitChute and uh, on Odyssey. That's that's the main two platforms I'm uploading to, and and uh, on my forums as well. So yeah, right. Also on Minds, a few other places. I mean, if you go to the website, just go to my homepage on thecrowhouse.com click the face to enter the website and you'll see all the links there at the top of the page and it's an old html website it's not set up to be viewed properly on mobile phones and that's a good thing maybe it will encourage people to throw their phones away because mobile phones are the new world order as i've been saying for years but uh it's all there on the crowhouse.com brother all the links to to my stuff i'm still putting out videos maybe two or three four times a week sometimes on bitshoot so trying to keep up with all this crap that's going on and it's not easy to do, uh, especially trying to maintain, you know, I, I, I hate to, I hate this term, but I'm going to use it anyway. Maintaining sort of a Zen balance, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, it, it, not easy to, to continue to immerse yourself in information that you know is horrible. Um, and, and yeah, phones, sure, I can understand that. But the crowhouse.com, the crowhouse.com, all one word, by the way, till you get to the dot com part. 
the Crow House. Um, and that that's where you need to go to start with. Because all of these platforms, whether they are currently allowing you some uh, level of free speech or not, <laughs> can change. You know, I started on YouTube in 2008, not trying to monetize, just doing little videos. Uh, and and th- that was just the earliest available time I could figure out how to start doing that. Um, and as of today, I've had my channel taken twice. I've had, uh, you know, a- a- and I'm being called a cyber bully at this point. And uh, allegedly encouraging acts of violence, Max. Um, now, one thing you, you probably are fully aware of is that I would go to great pains not to encourage acts of violence. Um, and, and I know you get you, you've probably got a sense of me like that over the years. That, that That's one thing I don't want to do. Matter of fact, I, I always seek to uh, let, let us reason together. <laughs> you know, I, I, I personally or otherwise, I don't want to encourage anybody... And yet, this is what they're hitting me with. For the weirdest of things, I, I, by the way, I'm cyberbullying Jeffrey Epstein, just so you know. Um, and, uh, <laughs> you know, j- just make you aware of what kind of a thought criminal I am. Um, and, and I don't see how I was cyberbullying, A, a dead man, and B, a publicly acknowledged, uh, you know, pedophile. I, I, I don't understand. But, okay. Here we go. Um, I, I'm not allowed to post on Reddit. <coughs> I don't know why that is. <laughs> you know, there's all kinds of weird stuff. Um, somehow I've been able to survive. I don't hardly go to Facebook, so that's why the, the group exists there still. But um, but but Twitter, I, I don't do much, but uh, retweet some other things. I don't play with it very much. I, I've got no interest in this stuff. And, and MeWe's been a little difficult for me to navigate for some reason. Um, and, and quite frankly, I'm so busy just trying to put this out. Mm. Well, that's the way it goes, brother. I just don't really do social media at all anymore. I mean, I'm on, I've got a MeWe account. I've got a Minds account. Even in my forums, I don't really participate in them. Like, I go and I'll check out a few articles and I'll, I'll read a few things. Mm-hmm. But I don't really post. I don't really do social media at all anymore. Since I got kicked off Facebook and everything, I just, I don't know, I just don't miss it. I'm kind of glad that I'm not on a lot of social media anymore. I've got more time to do things. But, you know, this is a really important time, and it's a time that people can really excel if they believe in themselves through what's coming. Mm. There's a, a great parable of the um, the carrot, the egg, and the coffee bean, you know, and, and how each one, like, you a carrot, an egg, or a coffee bean, and, and there was a woman who came and said to her mother, look, I'm... I'm life's just too much you know everything's going wrong every time I think I see a light at the end of the tunnel something goes wrong again you know and I just don't think I can take anymore so her mother comes up and she puts a carrot and a, and a uh, an egg and a, some coffee beans in three separate pots of water and she uh, she pulls them out of the water and she gets her daughter to look at them and she says um tell me what you see and the girl looks at the she says well carrots eggs and coffee beans you know and she's you know she feels the carrot and she feels the carrot is, is tender. She looks at the egg, and the egg's hard-boiled, and she sips the coffee, and she goes, what's the point, mother, you know? And the, the, the woman said, well, are you the carrot, the egg, or the coffee bean? The carrot, all, all three, three things faced the same adversity, boiling water. The carrot went in strong, unresilient, you know, and came out soft and wilted and tender. The egg went in with a, a strong outer shell but a soft fluid center, but came out hard-boiled 
the coffee came out as coffee. The coffee beans came out as coffee. So which one are you? Do you, when you face adversity, are you like the carrot? Do you wilt and become soft? Are you like the egg? Does your, your shell remain hard, but does, um, does your exterior remain the same and look the same, but does your center become hard and, and, and tough? Or are you like the coffee? The coffee actually changed the water, the very circumstances which brought the pain to it, and it improved itself. When it was faced with adversity, the coffee brought out the best in itself, and it changed the circumstances. So which one are you? Are you the carrot, the egg, or the coffee bean? How do you react to adversity? And that's what this time is. It's a time where we can find what we are and we can find our true strength and we can use the adversity that we're faced with to bring out the best in ourselves. That's the opportunity that is being presented to us here. This is a huge opportunity for freedom. It's a huge opportunity for people to stand up and realize what they are and simply say no. There's nobody has a right of ownership over anybody else. No one can coerce and control people to the extent that the governments are now doing to us unless we allow them to do it. And the problem is that we've forgotten that we're people and they're just people too. That's all they are. They're actually people that have got privileges that we grant them and they're in abuse of those privileges. They've all abdicated their right to even have those privileges anymore. They've abdicated their privilege to govern because it is a privilege. You know, and the things that we we um, believe are privileges are not privileges; they're rights. And you know, and this is a position of trust that these politicians are in. They're all in abuse of that trust, and this is time for us to be able to call it. We've, all the evidence is there; it's a fraud. This whole thing is a fraud, and so people should be really excelling in this time. And that's what I try to encourage with people. Wow, um, it, it, what, I, I I can't even add to that. Uh, th- this is precisely what should be. This is precisely what was intended. You know, I talk about all the time the the representative republic. You know, and I'm holding up air quotes so you know uh, that that's supposed to be here in in America, just America, right? And it's like, well, wh- where where is the republic? Because nobody is representing most of us. They're representing who pays them, and not that paycheck they get you know, from serving in the district, okay? They, they're they representing the paymasters who are sliding them the extra money. And that's really what that is, a business at this point. And guess whose business it isn't? Most of ours. And it, it it's amazing to me that people want to squabble over, well, I like this one, I like that one. You know, it does remind me of somebody's mm. comedy routines, doesn't it? Um, oh, it's crazy, isn't it? Now, people have got to realize it's not our government. So, oh, well, our government should be doing this. And our go- it's not our government. It's not your government. It's their right. government. Right. It's like not our money system. It's their money system. You know, well, our money's this and our government's that. No, no, no. You got it all wrong. It's not ours. It's theirs, you know. Right. That That, that is the one big thing. And they, you know who made that clear, though? They did. I, I mean, yeah. if this was something that we were all participating in, it would look different. There would not be a, a necessity to make sure that there are the have-nots and the have-less-than-not. It, it would not be like this if that were the circumstance. Um, believe it or not, we, we've run through basically the time that I allotted to talk to you. I, I wish I could talk to you all day, and, and soon I want to actually have you come back uh, and, and, and talk a little more about this. We all need a moment to reconcile the reality from the perceived reality from the artificial reality. 
And uh, you know what? Max Egan is one of the best at doing that. And I want to thank you for joining me tonight. Uh, you know, again, too brief, unfortunately. But, uh, but, but you, you pack a lot of power into uh, 20 minutes. And, uh, you, you know, I just want to say, man, I really I, I love you over the years. Uh, not just for the information you put out, but uh, for, for the type of soul that I know you are. Um, and I am just uh, grateful to be here at the same time as you are. And uh, I appreciate you, man. Thank you, brother. Pleasure to come and talk to you, Chuck, and we'll, we'll do it again. And, uh, it's great to be here for this uh, 2000 show for you, brother. And again, anybody who wants to check out my stuff, go to thecrowhouse.com. And uh, we'll talk again soon. Have a good day, brother. Absolutely, guys. Stick around. This 2000 Ocelli Effect celebration will continue after this. Uncle, I'll bet you remember the time when Benjamin Fulford said that the Asian Secret Society was going to dispatch ninjas to take out the Illuminati to change the entire world for the better. That ain't never gonna happen. That it, never did. It never did, did it? Mm-mm. Yeah, because there's a lot of false promises. It's fools! I can't say one. We better not say and be polite, uh, but uh, there are no uh, false promises at the Ocelli.com no, radio network. That's exactly it. Not. It's truth the point right to the point and this is what I like straight to the point Ocelli Ocelli.com listen now listen now Go ahead, caller. Hey, I'm interested in the truth about the JFA assassination. Right. Well, what do you want to know? Judy Baker's wild claim, Oswald girlfriend, she knew Ruby and Barry, cancer weapons. Really? I imagine I could claim I have four wheels. It doesn't make me a wagon, but okay. Oswald was on the kill team and trying to prevent the murder of John Kennedy. Come on now. Has a real effort on the JFA assassination Look into her claims? Go to Amazon.com. Enter Judith Baker in her own words. You'll get results for a digital copy of a book where Walt Brown utilizes her own words and the known evidence in the case to get at, well, (laughs) a different perspective, let's say. You can get Judith Barry Baker in her own words from the author himself, signed if you request it, by contacting Dr. Brown at K-I-A-S-J-F-K at AOL.com. It's a fun book and it actually dissects the many, many fantastic claims. Judith Barry Baker in her own words. Thank you for all the great information. Revelation through conversation. Only partially uh, through the 2000th show broadcast here, six hours long, and uh, I'm already running behind just a touch. So it happens. It happens, and I knew it was going to happen. And at some point, I, I almost bet somebody's not going to show up. Anybody want to take bets on who it is? Uh, okay. Anyway, it is what it is. I am also happy again. You know, a lot of, lot of interesting guests, every single one of them making me happy because uh, they're either great people that you should be familiar with or individuals who uh, I should probably be familiar with that were all suggested and... Uh, you know, brought to a consensus by listeners of the show um, with special focus on uh, my one co-producing friend tonight who's trying to keep me on the ball. 
But uh, but either way, <laughs> it is great to have Ed Opperman. Now, Ed, look, I, I can't I can't put out your bio here. It's going to take up all the time. I want to talk to you. But <clears throat> the fact is, uh, private investigator, yeah, and one of the first people that they said you got to have on, um, you know, and well, media host of all sorts. Uh, individual that you might have seen on TV, individual that might have been connected to some of the biggest headline cases in history, uh, you know, individual who's a little aware that uh, there's a greasy underbelly to a lot of things, and a guy that, quite frankly, if I ever had to face divorce in court again, and I noticed that uh, the wife's lawyer hired him, yeah, I- I'm I'm not happy at all. <laughs> okay, so I-, I could go in a lot of directions, Ed, but you and I have been friends. Uh, I consider us friends. We've been friendly for for many years, actually, much to some people's surprise because we are a little different. Um, but but we have some of the same sensibilities, and we have this idea that you know scumbags need to be punished and exposed. <laughs> Sometimes the methodology might vary, um, but it, it, it it's always good to talk to you, man, no matter what, and. Uh, you know, Ed Ed has been uh, friendly with me. I would say since uh, there was the Shake and Wake conference, where oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of people came together. Uh, it was like thirty hosts or something uh, to kick off the Shake and Wake Radio Network, and the Opperman Report was going to be on there. Uh, and I was just invited along. I wasn't even going to broadcast there, but somebody said, "Oh no, go over there." I uh, said, so, "Okay." Uh, and I encountered Ed there, and we started talking a bit off air, I think. And uh, I don't know how it all came together, but next thing I know is uh, this is a guy that, uh, you know, behind-the-scenes stuff, I'm not going to explain it all, but a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff, discussions back and forth, a um, little bit of, hey, you know, uh, I'll throw you this contact. Hey, can I talk to this guy you talk to? A little exchanging of guests all bunch of different things have gone on back and forth between me and Ed um, and uh, he's been extremely helpful and a supporter of the show uh, but anyway Ed Opperman um, how you doing man? <laughs> uh, you know, I'm doing good uh, yeah, I thought you, you mentioned good old uh, Rick Champagne who we lost you know and uh, I, I get a, a, a notification a Google notification every now and then uh, saying to upload the shows to Shake and Wake I, I never figured out how to delete that, and it, it always makes me think of good old Rick. Uh, lost them way too young. Uh, Chuck, congratulations on your 2000 show. Uh, everyone a gem. <laughs> okay, all great shows, man. You put out great work. The workhorse, uh, five nights a week, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I know what uh, people want to do is to raise money for uh, for Kimberly who uh, had a heart attack. Yes. And how can people do that? Well, as I've said, uh, I, I did say, and I, you, you know what? If Ed didn't remind me, I'd probably forget, right? Yeah. Um, if you make a donation, I have a PayPal button at the top of Ocelli.com. Uh, if you want to donate another way, and you have done it in the past, especially, send me an email, uh, blindjfkresearcher at gmail.com. Let me know that. And here's the deal. I'll announce on air that you're part of this, and I have done that. Uh, a couple of donations have actually come in during the show already, uh, and um, I appreciate all of it. I appreciate all the support, um, and I, I'm, I'm grateful but uncomfortable doing this. Um, 
honestly. Yeah. And it's not just, you know, because I have those medical issues with, with her, but, I mean, there's other things going on uh, where, you know, as I've said, I didn't want to wind up choosing between do I take care of my family or do I keep my radio network running and the podcasts and the shows I produce and all that going or do I take care of my family? If I have to make that choice, the family's going to win. So if you guys support that and make it so that I can do both, then that's what I'm going to do. Um, and th- there you have it. It happens to be my, my youngest son's birthday today, too. <laughs> so happy birthday, Frankie, again. Um, yeah. You know, and, and we're about to move to where I'll actually have a room to do this in. I haven't had an office all this time, by the way. So, you know, I'm hanging blankets around me to kill the sound from outside the room, right? Um, so, so I'm actually going to have a room. Uh, to do this in because I'm moving too. All this stuff is happening at once, um, and it all has to. I, happen. I'm moving myself in two weeks uh, myself, and I have a, a, a torn bicep uh, that I tore about a year ago when I moved in here. I got, I got one arm basically, hmm. and uh, I also broadcast from the middle of my living room. I got a desk, <laughs> my computer, my uh, my microphone right in the middle of the living room. Uh, so, but I'm not going to have an extra room when we move. Well, this is for. I mean, listen, I live in, in in an area where it's cheap, okay? So the extra room, it's not like I'm going to be in the lap of luxury, but a room to do this in is going to allow me to be able to produce stuff. Because don't forget, I produce other shows. I'm going to start doing the Donald Jeffrey show actually next month. Uh, all the intros and stuff are pretty much ready to go. He's ready to go. Uh, but I produce Aaron Franz. I produce Dylan Wade's show. I uh, I, I produce the Uncle show. I used to produce Pierce Redman. He decided he didn't want to do a live show anymore, uh, but he's still on my show once every two weeks. Um, what a baby. Well, you know. <laughs> look, we, we so all get exhausted, so Ed. <laughs> I know, I know. I love Pierce. You know that. Oh, I know that. I know. It, 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 that's the other thing is we can pick on each other a little bit, and we yeah. understand, you know. <laughs> This is people are weirded out by the fact that you and I are friends. I I don't know what that you you're friendly with Opperman. I'm like yeah, why? Why is that? Because your your politics are different. Why, why wouldn't we be friends? I don't know. I they 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 think that because I don't exactly share your view that I would argue with you. I respect Ed. I really do. And and, and as a media creator, but also as a guy who doesn't try and present himself as something that he isn't. See, that's the thing. I I. I that, that's how I view you anyway. You're you're Ed Opperman. That's who you yeah. are. <laughs> you don't, it's not an act. It's not a, uh, you know, a righteous indignation that you come out with to, you know, try and make up shows. I, I, this guy just telling stories is, is hilarious to me because, first of all, it sounds like home. I'm, I'm here in Georgia. You can tell from my accent, right? Uh, but it sounds like home. This is a legitimate guy. I appreciate him, and you know what? He's always been a good guy to me. So there is What's no that? reason for me to ever have a problem. I drive through Georgia all the time. Well, when you if you go near Macon, stop by, man. I don't think I go near Macon, like Charlotte. Ah, well. No, no, Georgia, um, Atlanta, not Atlanta, Savannah, Savannah, Georgia. I go through. Well, see, that's north of me. Okay. So, you know, if on your way through, if you were going from Florida to uh, Savannah, you you could, you know, sidetrack a little and end up in Macon. Yeah, I go by I-95. Yeah. So any yeah, definitely. So anytime, look, you just let me know off air. We'll figure that 
I take that trip all the time. Yeah, I mean, it'll be fun. Definitely, I sit down with you. We can we can have we can have a you know some coffee, a little little talk, a little coffee talk. <laughs> <laughs> I I got to do that with Ed because clearly both of us are from the Northeast, right? Um, even though he talks faster than me, <laughs> which is another thing. I I I I just love your shows. I love some of the very unique people that you brought out on the Opperman Report. Of course, you've also written a book. Um, and you 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 uh, might want to mention that here because we're going to close out of time real fast. But I mean, OppermanReport.com, dot uh, com. That that is your website, right? Yeah, yeah. And the book, you know, if you go on Amazon and check out the book, How to Become a Successful Private Investigator, the reviews on that thing are great, except for one guy who didn't even buy the book. <laughs> okay, of course, guys. But the, I was shocked to see how great the reviews were. Talking about this, because everyone says all the PI books that they buy. All they talk about is surveillance, and that's true. I, I get in trouble with nothing bold. You can find me at OppermanReport.com. It's my website and the Patreon, Opperman Report Patreon. I put up eight hours of new content there each month, and plus all the shows that you can hear on Monday to Friday uh, on AMFM Radio. I put them on there uh, with no ads. We cut the ads out, and we put it up there on the Patreon. Plus, I put up free stuff all the time, too. Uh, what was that thing? I just got something interesting. Um, oh, like, you know, like I'll get a... The Larry Flint uh, documents up. The FBI file on Larry Flint. They just put that whole thing up on there. Oh, that's beautiful. Because uh, Larry Flint is an interesting story with his interactions oh, yeah. with the FBI. I, it, it is so funny when people talk about the, the wonderful reputation of the FBI. I, I always find it remarkable how many people they forgot. You know, the FBI targeted, went after with COINTELPRO and everything else. <laughs> um you know, and and it's like, look, you got to keep these people in check, and you got to know what it is they've done in the past to know what you know terrible things they might be capable of in the future. Um, plus, sometimes you look at FBI documentation and it cuts the other way, where you're glad they were keeping an eye on somebody, um, <laughs> and you never know. What 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 is the uh, you know interesting point about the Larry Flint stuff? Really quick, because. Um, you know, and and again, OppermanReport dot com. Also, you do that. Uh, you, you still do that email revealer thing, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if you if you need PI work, you can get a hold of me through emailrevealer dot com, or you can just um, email me at Opperman Investigations. If you need a PI, uh, asset searches, locate the uh, background checks, all kind of stuff, lawsuits, you need to put together a lawsuit. I got a team of lawyers here, uh, top notch guys. Any kind of personal injury or a uh, sexual battery stuff like that, child abuse cases, we handle it. We just had a, we just settled a big case, uh, uh, Jordan Pruitt against um, uh, Keith Thomas, the country music producer. Mm. Um, and we had a, a, a really uh, big case in, in Vegas, uh, an I Can't Breathe case. Byron Williams was killed by the police in, in uh, Las Vegas uh, on, on the floor on video of the body cam saying, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. They're laughing at him. Uh, everything's in the dark, you know. The cameras go off. They come back on. It's daytime, hours later, and they're working on his body. They're trying to bring him back to life. Uh, wow. Byron Williams. You don't hear about him, uh, but it's the same exact situation. And it's George Floyd and uh, Eric Garner. And, and stuff like that happens all the time. Plus, you know, I, yeah. I know Ed has gotten himself involved in some cases uh, for, for, let's call it uh, ethical reasons, you know, to make sure that somebody wasn't getting stepped on. Uh, of course, he's very skilled with all that, and a broadcaster, and he's got that book. What's the title of that book again? 
how to become a successful private investigator. And I would encourage your audience to go back. If you have archives where people go back and find old shows, uh, we did a show, You, Me, and Pierce, where I was dying. I was busting at the seams, uh, dying to talk about my involvement in the lawsuit against Epstein and Trump. Um, and I was trying to drop a little clues and a little hints. <laughs> right. I, if, if people went back and listened to that, it, it, it would be eye-opening. Yeah, that that is something. And you know what's funny is this week uh, I got hit for uh, allegedly cyberbullying on YouTube because of because uh, <laughs> of Epstein. And they hit an episode with with me and you. I think you were on it with Pierce. I think they hit that episode. That's probably the one. Yeah. And yeah. and they hit one with Whitney Webb, which I kind of understand on some level. But yeah. then they hit another one. They've hit three episodes now with the Epstein thing, uh, claiming that it's under their cyberbullying guidelines that I violated. Uh, yeah, I'm getting the same attack, Chuck. I, mean, I got two strikes against me. I can't upload to, to YouTube right now. Uh, mm. So people should find me at Spreaker.com. It's the best place to find me. That's right, the and Spreaker. Was, get this, man, Chuck. One of them was uh, James Alephantis threatened my client, Ryan Alexander. No, Ryan O'Neill. Uh, Ryan O'Neill. He threatened my client. My client went to the police. He went to the FBI. We made police reports. And, and we have screenshots. We got all this stuff. And they pulled down my YouTube saying that I'm threatening him. <laughs> like that. Okay? Not say, listen, and the other thing is, I, I uh, episodes where I was talking about Trump and his links to Epstein... Um, yeah, that's apparently uh, threatening acts of violence now, which I have never done. I'm fully oh, yeah. aware of what it is to be uh, uh, making a legally actionable statement on public airwaves. So I don't do it. Well, but, Chuck, you're on AMFM radio, right? Yeah, I do that too, yeah. Okay, so, so they can't say, YouTube can't say, hey, this isn't quality for public consumption. You know, that there's something wrong with it. It's, they're not on AMFM radio. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I know. you know, I, but that was. I'm still mad. Yeah, no, but that's the thing. It's here, here. You go, but they they keep coming after you, and you know why? It's because you take flack when you're over the target, okay? And that's what comes down to. Anyway, Ed, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you on out of here because I'm sure you got many other things to do. Uh, but but either way, I really appreciate you stopping in and and talking about this. And I urge people to go over to OppermanReport.com. And, and, oh, the Patreon as well. What is it exactly, your Patreon address? Because, you know, uh, some people's are a little different. Is it the Opperman Report, or is it Opperman Report? It's an Opperman Report Patreon. It comes right up. We're just Opperman Patreon. Hey, Chuck, man, it's been an honor to, to help you celebrate your 2000th episode. Uh, uh, Kimberly is in my prayers. You're in my prayers, brother. Uh, it's been an honor to know you and work with you. You know, when we were on a couple of stations together, like AFR, man, you were like a workhorse over there, uh, bringing in all the traffic. So I can't thank you enough for that, man. Uh, thank you very much for everything, Chuck. Listen, I appreciate it, and thank you, brother. We will we will talk again soon, and who knows what uh, what insane case he's going to have to drop hints about on my show next. <laughs> but Real go. Quick, I got something coming out on that case in about thirty days. It's going to be nationwide news. I'm going to have the first report. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm working on some stuff. But it's two reporters that are really working on this. It's mm. going to be nationwide. They're coming on my show first after it gets published in a national publication. And I've had a little bit of involvement in the work, but they're very little. Uh, I take them credit for it, but it's a huge story. 
Oh, well, listen, I'll be more than happy to uh, cover the Matt Gates thing with you. If you uh, yeah. if you have time when that big news hits, by all means, let me know when it's ready, because I would love to talk about that. Nobody's focusing on it right now, but they will be. <laughs> I'll talk to you later, about All right, take care. Ed Opperman, everybody, oppermanreport.com. This live six-hour Ocelli effect is only partially done, so stick around. We'll be right back. Chili Effect is sponsored by WallStreetWindow.com and listeners like you. And now, the most underrated voice in all, in all media, Chuck O'Shelly. Okay, so a little mistake during the break. <laughs> we got uh, a, a touch of James Corbett being played there because he's on a pre-record and I messed up. Anyway, that's the way it is because we're live. <laughs> Any. Oh, anything that can happen does happen, right? Hockham's razor, all that good stuff. So back to it before I run too much more over time, because I didn't want to do this at all, especially not to this guy. Freeman Fly, I got to say, man, I I have uh, many times wanted to talk to you, and it never got done. Now, I made an approach some years ago, and it seemed like we were going to make an arrangement to talk, didn't happen. Um, my understanding is that you and I both actually went through some challenges in our personal lives <laughs> and things get lost and dropped and forgotten. And plus when you're managing things and what you do already, uh, you know, is, is interesting when, when you have a, a, a following and you've been doing it a while and it's very easy to get lost on new contacts, right? Absolutely. So I'm like, all right, I'm not offended. Freeman's a busy guy, <laughs> right? So then I had friends that reached out to you or said they did. And they said, you know, I'd really like to hear you and Freeman talk. And I said, okay. Then there was this guy that calls himself the Greek, which I did a show. Now, that's separate from the Ocelli Effect, mind you. Now, the Greek has been a guest on the Ocelli Effect. But we actually did a separate show that we called Ocelli and the Greek, right? And the Greek went on as a guest. So I figured, okay, he was friendly to the idea of having me as a guest. He's now had the Greek on, which if I'm doing a presentation, I wouldn't want me either to come on a a show. If I heard Ocelli and the Greek and I wanted to talk to somebody, I would grab the Greek. But I thought to myself, well, logically, he'll probably get around to me at some point. Didn't happen. (laughs) So then I had uh, somebody who I considered a very close friend who's no longer friendly with me. Uh, tell me that they were talking to you and, you know, that, that you were very interested in having me on your show. And I think I sent an email or two or something. And uh, quite frankly, when my listeners got together and said they wanted to hear certain people come on the show, they picked people that had been on the show a lot, but brought you up also and said, we'd love to hear you guys have a conversation. He's never been on your show. You've never been on his show. And I said, okay, sure. You guys go ahead and reach out to him because guess what? I don't know if he actually wants me on or wants to talk to me or anything. (laughs) Because it seems like it, and then it didn't happen. Uh, Sounds like my coast-to-coast career. Oh, yeah, well. (laughs) But little did I know, I actually was banned. 
Uh, <laughs> oh, see, I didn't know if I was banned. I know that they, they pre-interviewed me for a coast-to-coast show and then decided not to use me. Uh, but They banned me immediately. I have been banned, I mean, since George Norrie got the mic and uh, was banned even further on down along the line. They are frightened to death of me. But, yeah, that that's uh, kind of what <laughs> kept happening to me. Every time I'd call in, the phone would go wrong or... Uh, something would go bad or they'd hang up on me or whatever but uh, no I wasn't avoiding you at all I, uh, I I I don't generally take care of that side of things I like to leave that to the producer um, but I did get lost like you were saying there was a time there where uh, I just had to coast through all of this and uh, getting my show done was, was all I could do but I certainly wasn't avoiding you um Okay, no, it's just that I knew you had I knew you had heard of me. I had heard of you. I appreciate what you do over there. Um, you, you're you're obviously better organized than I am. Uh, I, I just say that because I know my organization. It looks like you're organized. Who knows? Maybe you're just hiding it well. But and I'm not trying to break your chops or anything. But I wanted to represent this here. And and some people are asking. Okay, so who is this? Um, you know, in, in chat, somebody asked. But uh, here's the thing. T- tell people who you are because you haven't been on my show. I haven't been on your show. I know I've mentioned you. I know that, uh, again, privately people have said to me, well, you should go on his show or he should come on your show. Um, it's one of those weird we situations. that happen, you know. Like, <laughs> well, here we are. <laughs> now, that yeah, now that we're talking, yeah, we, we, but we need a good two-hour format, I'm sure. Um, oh, but, yeah. yeah uh, Freeman Fly, uh, welcome. I, I am... Just uh, a guy tossed into reality that's been uh, blown apart, <laughs> blown away. I mean, everything that I have been saying up till 2008 is now all valid. I mean, not just valid, but just in the face from pandemics to fake presidents to Britney Spears. I mean, all of that I was covering in 2008. I started off uh, on Access Television, you know, sitting next to Alex Jones. My TV show actually came on right after InfoWars was on. And this is before there was Google Video and before there was YouTube. We had to go to a TV station and broadcast to be able to do this sort of thing. But just as I began the television show, Google Video became a thing. And I had a friend who I consider a sorcerer because I had no idea how to convert a video or do any of this stuff. And he was secretly posting me on Google. And all of a sudden, I'm famous on Google. Millions of views, corporate logos and their occult meanings, Columbia, the the Illuminati goddess, uh, first production on Harp, first production on Chemtrails. Uh, and I sought out the true magicians. You know, I wanted to talk to the high priest of the Church of Satan. I wanted to talk to the head of the OTO. I wanted to know things, uh, you know, Freemasons. I've been to every Freemason lodge in America. I've been to every Grand Lodge around the globe. Uh, I have chased this mystery, and I have sought it, and it has been part of my life, and my life is all sewn up in all of this. And so it really was the universe presenting me to you Uh, I had no uh, intention of doing any of this I certainly would have never uh, if you had asked me you know oh you want to be you want to be on television show telling everybody about these crazy occult secrets and no (laughs) like I hate being on camera I'm not a person who seeks the spotlight 
but now I've lectured all over the world about these occult secrets and my favorite aliens from hell. I want everybody to watch that. If you want to understand what I'm trying to tell you, watch aliens from hell. And that's the moment that you will start to see where we're going, how this is all unfolding in the, in the transhumanist technocratic, uh, uh, coupled with the occult. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's been my job to reveal these more occult secrets to the world and tie it all together in the political spectrum through freemantv.com mm-hmm. and so honestly when you, if you were to ask me like what's the most important information that I've covered and that's that's a lot right 17 years um, right. but for me the political spectrum is what I feel everyone has missed in what I do you know they get caught up in the fact that I talk about clones and glow in the dark cats and you know the fun stuff right Right. the the politics isn't something that i'm really known for yet this is something i've been saying over and over and i'm going to say it one more time right now with you and that is i've been watching this scheme unfold and it started with bill clinton and bill clinton was uh the sacrificial man so they took him down over an extramarital affair. They brought him in front of the entire world and spoke of in his insertion of a cigar into his secretary's vagina in front of the entire world. Mm-hmm. He took numerous pee breaks and has turning purple in front of everyone. Okay, in that moment to me, I said, they don't do this to presidents. They don't, you know, this is, this is against national security, if anything. But even if, you know, this is not something. So I extrapolated from that moment what they would do. And then the Y2K ritual hit, which was actually this massive Luciferian ritual, which I outline in corporate logos in Colombia, so that you can see this first grand ritual. So this opened the door to me, and now the world just talks about these grand rituals. Uh, like, you know, it's common knowledge now, right? But uh, back then, uh, this was the first time anyone had ever experienced something or right. known it. Uh, so taking down the man, right, was the goal here, to make the president look small. So the next thing I said they would do is force the president into office. And so, and they were going to make it obvious because you were supposed to be angry about that. And so they did. They forced W into office just as I predicted because W is the letter of the fallen angels. And you can learn all of that in my TV show right. on YouTube. But so forcing the president into office was for us to lose heart, right? And, and to be angry about the, the rigged elections, right? So uh, then I knew that would be the moment they caused the major terrorist attack, and I predicted 9-11 as the day that they would do this major <laughs> terrorist attack. Freaked a lot of people out. People were wondering how I knew. Mm-hmm. And it was, one, you know, George H.W.'s uh, speech about the New World Order on 9-11-1990, but two, I studied Kabbalism, and I understood the symbolic nature of 9-11, which actually symbolizes Lucifer. So then I, I said, well, okay, the next president's going to be ineligible. They'll, they'll make him uh, seem like he wasn't actually supposed to be a president. And boom, the birther movement came out. Mm. And, of course, the birther movement was a complete and total fraud, but it was exactly what they needed for the psychological engineering of bringing down America from within. So all along, I've been saying this is concluding with American Nuremberg trials. That'll be the conclusion of all this, to bring America to the world court 
So when they started screaming 9-11 was an inside job, I was scolding them, telling them, no, you're destroying your own country with that statement because it's not an inside job, it's a global job, but they want us to make America look bad. So this explains Biden and Harris and uh, the loss of the moral character of America and and then all of the patriots calling for the 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 jailing of Fauci and Gates and you know justice and all of this and that's exactly the game plan is to bring America to the American Nuremberg trials I've been saying it for 22 years mm. something like that and uh, you know my mom lived through Nazi Germany I've got some understanding of these situations and what they're doing and yet and I haven't been wrong <clears throat> so uh you know, for me, that was one of the more important notes that I think gets overlooked in my research is the political spectrum, although I've told this story a billion times. Well, the trouble is, you know, people get scared away by what they think is esoteric. Um, and the codes are certainly esoteric in reality, and I do mean just, you know, occult, hidden. Um but the acts are not. Once you know how these things work, the idea that politics and ritualistic magic and, you know, implementing darker things is obvious. Um, and I got to tell you, it's not something that's easy to wrap your mind around. I mean, I have been a practicing pagan most of my life. And I did not see a lot of this, even though I was fully aware of, you know, I wasn't a, a flag-waving lunatic already, e even as a kid. Uh, and and I, I spent, you know, a quarter of a century researching JFK and what happened in Dallas. Um, it still did not occur to me right away when 9-11 happened that that's what was going on. Uh, even though I was well aware of things that were not in my practices but things that I had to be aware of that were antithetical to my practices okay because here we go I understand a lot of this stuff and quite frankly don't know how in 2000 shows I haven't done a lot with that uh, you know I mean I did a series with Jordan Maxwell and he does his thing you know how that works I've obviously talked to the Greek, which he has gotten to some serious, interesting realities that a lot of people don't want to see, but are. <laughs> um, there's a lot of people out there telling you, look, this is all a show, and here's what's behind it. And not everybody seems to have, you know, all the pieces to all the puzzles, but there are various people who have put them together. And I know you're one of those guys. I'm amazed that you sound as young as you do, actually, considering that you've been at this way longer than me. Um, and I didn't get into it until later. I mean, I'm 49 at this point, but I didn't spend my youth doing this. I was, you know, trying to uh, make my way in the world in a normal kind of way. I was uh, living in a van on Christmas Light Street in Austin, Texas, uh, for South by Southwest when uh, I got offered the TV show. Hmm. Well, there you go. That, that's the kind of thing that would happen to me when I was a professional musician because I was homeless a couple times during that. But at a certain point, I gave that up and started working ready for this for Exxon uh, and, and, you know, just managing retail establishments and things like this. Um, 
but I, I got you know familiar with the corporate dark world a little bit <laughs> and uh, did not like it but was trying to support a family this kind of thing um, and it, it took me until about 2008 to really come to the conclusion that you know all of this is actually a bunch of BS uh, you know not just the politics which I never liked either side of the equation uh, of the alleged equation here you know pick one side of the coin or the other is still a coin um, the one party system I, I never was on board with it but I kind of thought that maybe there was something to it that had something to do with me now I figure out it's really a stage show for people that are easily amused and quite frankly it's also a ritual and there's also you know something mystical to mind control it's not just science per se um, so I would yeah. I would love to have had the long journey that you had. Um, but at the same time, it, it it's it's so difficult to figure out a way to present that for me. When I was bringing up Anna Nicole, Brittany, and mind control back in two thousand and eight, uh, when they were trying to decide where to put Anna Nicole's body after she mysteriously died, mm -hmm. uh, I covered that entire. Uh, court case and all the players and you know it was like a massive Jeffrey Epstein moment where I was revealing to the world for the first time in live time this mind control cult and how they operate now people had covered it Kathy O'Brien, Fritz Springmeier you know I'd read all their works I'm good friends with Kathy O'Brien Fritz Springmeier had a show on, on FreemanTV.com you know these are friends of mine Jordan Maxwell was supposed to live with me you know these are all friends of mine mm -hmm. uh, so when Anna Nicole Brittany uh, that story busted out and, and this is when Brittany shaved her head and was uh, scrawled 666 on her forehead and screamed she was the Antichrist and Anna Nicole was mysteriously killed after being married to uh, a Nazi oil tycoon uh, and it, it turned out that if you really followed the story the, the story of Anna Nicole showed that Danny Lynn, her daughter was actually the direct descendant of Adolf Hitler through Prince Frederick von Anhalt, who claimed that he had taken Anna Nicole and gotten her pregnant in a ritual that no one remembers. He claimed this live on the air. Mm -hmm. So it's in the video, you know, it's, you can't deny it. He, he admits to it. Uh, and, and you find out Prince Frederick von Anhalt is most likely a boy from Brazil that was a genetic experiment by the Nazis to, to inseminate uh, Gretel Braun with uh, Adolf Hitler's semen. Right. So, then the story of the mind control and what happened to Brittany and why she shaved her head, why she dyed her hair black. And when I presented this all to the world, it was brand new to the world. And I even saw that those in the conspiracy realms were shying away from even thinking about it. Uh, but I, it was a moment where I really felt like I had gone and slapped Satan in the face publicly and no one knew I had done it. Like only Satan knew that I had, I had exposed him. Everybody else didn't believe me. And now here we are, hashtag free Britney. It's all back up, the conservatorship, everything. Right. And I mean, all of a sudden, my Anna Nicole Britney and Mind Control DVD is flying out of my shelf uh, like damn you know that was 2008 I'm glad you guys are finally catching up you should see what I'm doing with aliens from hell you should see where I'm you know where this all goes and understand the magic behind it but so that was you know it, it's been frightening to do what I do mm. 
Yeah, that is the thing, is that... All right, I'm, I'm going to ask a blunt question here. Truth is, the things that listeners and people observing you from the outside think you struck on that are controversial, right, um, are usually not the things that actually produce the creepy results in real life. You strike upon stuff and... and you're, you're gonna you're gonna know that I haven't gone in exactly the same direction as you, but I've struck the wrong nerve before. Uh, and when you do it, the public doesn't see what goes on. Weird stuff starts to happen, and, and this is gonna sound very paranoid and all that. And I know I'm usually the guy who says, you know, first check your own head, right? Because uh, that could be where the malfunction is. But here's the truth: you strike the wrong nerve. And only you and the enemy know it, usually. Right. Um, so what you just said there is extremely profound, and whether it's, you know, a, a, the actual Satan or it is one of the many Satans, let's say. You feel that dark eye on you. You know it. And yeah. they make it clear that you struck that nerve. Um, yeah. So you must have repeatedly done this. Um... And I'm, I'm trying to be as ginger about this as possible, right? <laughs> okay. Uh, you must have repeatedly done this. I mean, it, it, it's a very lonely feeling because you is. go out there and you try and explain this to somebody who is not immersed in it. And guess what? You sound like you're out of your mind. Um, when you know for certain that you got the government agency's attention. <laughs> when you know for certain you got a particular, in quotes, church's attention, okay? Um, and not because you had the, the you know, like I, I brought on the magistrar from the Church of Satan because people were calling me a Satanist, which I'm not. Uh, it's the only thing I'll, I'll absolutely deny because <laughs> I'm not a Satanist. But, um, yeah. When you do that, people think that's controversial and you must have upset people. And when you bring on the political radical who makes irrational statements, yeah, you know, may maybe that upset people. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's usually the very strangest piece of truth that almost goes ignored by the listener that often triggers a weird thing that starts happening. Real-life consequences drop on you sometimes because you talked about the wrong person, you brought up the wrong thing, you mentioned the wrong court case that nobody else wants to touch, you uh, mentioned the wrong person being victimized because they were in proximity, and all of a sudden, you know you have the eyes of uh, multiple beasts upon you. Um, is, is, is that a fair statement, Freeman? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You feel it. You know, I, I, feel, I feel we also feel when everybody's listening. You know, I get quite a rush a lot of times after a live show where I can just feel all the people that really were taking in that information. So it, it kind of goes both ways uh, when you're doing this because you get that, that sensation of the, the crowd, even though you don't even know how many people are actually listening at the time or whatever. You just sense them. And I take that away a lot of times, especially going live. Mm -hmm. uh, but so, yeah, I mean, 
we've altered the world, right? They did not see us coming. They don't understand people that work for free. <laughs> it just didn't compute to them at all. They didn't see it at all that there would be those of us that would just do this for a decade without ever getting paid. Uh, you know, it's just completely unreal to them to the day. So they didn't see us coming as we were revealing all their secrets. I mean, I say, thank God I remained a cult classic. I mean, it probably was God who didn't allow me on coast to coast because had, you know, the world really known who I was, maybe I would have been Epstein or McAfee'd. Uh, but, you know, thankfully I just stayed with my little cult group and, you know, remained a cult classic. Mm. I think that's uh, fortunate, but I've touched enough souls and I've, I've brought about this concept of synchronicity. I really, you know, that's my whole world, my whole life and what I'm mostly going to, that's what I'll be remembered for. Right. You know, most of my research will be all forgotten, most of my hard work and all of that. But I will be known for freeing the people with the, the concepts of synchronicity. And, I, you know, that's a moment that will come when the worst happens, you know. So all I can do is prepare you for that moment, which seems to be not too far around the corner these days. No, absolutely. And look, I know I've taken you uh, over the amount of time that I was going to talk to you, but we started a little late. So, uh, again, I want to remind people, it, it's Freeman.TV, right? I've got stuff no, bookmarked. FreemanTV.com. Freeman oh, FreemanTV.com. I'm sorry. See, I knew I was going to do that. That's why I told everybody, you announce your websites because I'm going to get confused. FreemanTV.com. So hey, Freeman... Let me throw a new project at you real quick. Uh, oh, I got sure. caught up in this crazy NFT world. And synchronicity has opened all these doors for me. I don't know why I'm in the NFT world, but I am now. I've been a digital artist my whole life, you know, for since the 90s. And all of a sudden, my digital art has value. And it's a, the most bizarre phenomenon going on right now that people are spending $180,000, $200,000, even $69 million on an MP4, uh, which I, I do daily. Right. I mean, not that I make money with it, but all of a sudden they have value. So I've been, I, I was suddenly jumped into this crazy NFT world. Same like it happened with the TV show. I have no idea where it's going, why it happened, or what's going on. But so I started niftydimensions.com to uh, keep my artistic side alive. And, and for some reason, the universe is pushing me hard in this direction. It's been crazy about synchronicities that have been occurring. But niftydimensions.com, I want to I want to promote that just because it's brand new and it's a new world and it's 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 something some phenomenon going on here, Chuck. Because uh, people are dropping millions and millions of dollars on these things every day, every well, day of the week. Well, right, and look, a non fungible token, right? I mean, that this is what they're calling it, and it's that is a weird phenomenon. A lot of things have gone weird, you know, in the uh, <clears throat> I guess postmodern age. Uh, <laughs> I, I like that 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 whole ridiculous you know uh, meme video. Uh, what is it? The, the the one kid bit the other kid's finger or whatever, right? That thing is going to be sold now as a non fungible token. Like there's only one true version of it. Yeah, it'll go for millions. And it's going to go for millions. I mean, I'm not saying that you will or will not uh, uh, have stuff that'll go for millions. I don't know. I, I don't know how this works. <laughs> well, the beauty of it is, is if somebody buys it from me, they can sell it for a million dollars, and I still get a hundred grand. Uh, nice. It, it, it's on the blockchain. So really, okay. So with an NFT, people are like, "Well, I can just right click and save that, right?" 
And like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, right click, save as. It's all yours. Mm -hmm. But it has no value unless it's marked on the blockchain. And it honestly costs hundreds of dollars to mint an artwork onto the blockchain on Ethereum, uh, which is the common network at this point. So you're already investing, you know, three, four hundred dollars just to put your artwork on the network, and then, uh, then you hope somebody buys it, and uh, it's all on the Ethereum network. It's, mm. it's, uh, but so having it minted on the network is what gives it its value. Right, but I'm just saying, you know, just personally, even though you just explained that, I still don't quite get it. Uh, no, <laughs> because who does? especially it's... when people are spending a million dollars, like what? A million dollars for something that is a digital something. I mean, that is, that's it's bizarre crazy. to me. Yeah, it's a weird phenomenon. People say, I don't believe it, or I don't understand it. I hear that all, all I don't understand it. And I'm like, no, you understand it. You just don't believe it. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, yes, but... Somebody just spent $69 million on an animated GIF. It happened. You know? Yeah, but it's strange because, again, you and I have been putting out tons of stuff. I mean, you much more than me, and more interesting things because a lot of video, TV stuff, okay, fine, but I mean, just the fact that you're here for my 2000s show, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave you with this, because uh, again, and I All want right. you to mention that website again, but the fact is that, you know, you're on my 2000s show, so some of those shows, let's just say, they were minted and put on the blockchain, it, it, I, I can't even imagine that, because what have I been doing with almost all 2000 of those shows they've been given away for nothing yeah so to me a digital something or other is just something you throw out into the uh you know into the interwebs <laughs> right and it just goes out there and you hope it gets somewhere that's all it is to me it's a message in the bottle it's like somebody paying a million dollars for a message in a bottle and you know, obviously it can be copied and reproduced and other people got it. And some people have it on their old computers or still transfer it to their phone, or maybe they have it on a DVD, whatever. I don't even care. I don't think about that. And to me, this is a weird concept that something that you create and then you mark as the one is now valuable. Like that's just a concept. I can't even wrap my mind around. You know? <laughs> I know, and that's why we're digging into it because the the crypto world is going to take over, and I want to be understanding it. And so I'm I'm digging deep into it and having all the crypto developers on Nifty Dimensions. We have a YouTube channel with the new show going, and we're interviewing artists and developers trying to figure this whole thing out: the privacy coins and what you know what what actually gives crypto value, right? I mean, I, you know, I've had some Bitcoin since 2014, you know, like it was $300 back then, you know, all of a sudden it was $63,000. What is, what, what gave it that value? I don't know. I don't know. I'm uh, still nuts because the first time it was offered to me, it was 80 bucks. Yeah. Uh, yeah same here. Yeah. I, I waited till 300. <laughs> yeah. Same here. Like it was what, 2009 or something like somebody was trying to push it on me. I'm like, I don't even have a bank account. Leave me alone. Yeah, same here. 0809, somebody was like, you got to buy this. I'm like, $80? No, I'll buy a silver coin. Thanks, man. No, no, keep, I don't want this. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and I did. I bought silver coins back then. Of course, they're long spent and probably my Bitcoin would have been too. But again, uh, FreemanTV.com. And what is the other one regarding this Nifty. NFT world? Yeah, Nifty, like N-I-F-T-Y, mm -hmm. NiftyDimensions.com. NiftyDimensions.com and FreemanTV.com, both websites. Uh, go check them out. I mean, if you don't know who Freeman is, I, I don't know what to tell you, but 
he's been around a long time and this is the first time he's been on here so look open invite man anytime you want to come on and have an actual lengthy discussion where we're not pressed for time i'm all for it you got it Anyway, guys, stick around. Coming up next should be Michael Swanson. Uh, but but who knows? Best laid plans of Ocelli Mice and Men on the Ocelli Effect 2000 show. Stick around. <laughs> 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 